Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to another Power Kid podcast. Guys, every episode, it is my honor, privilege, and joy to bring you these great conversations with great people all over the world making great things for kids. I am super excited about today's show. I've got Karen Kilpatrick on the line with me today. We're going to dive into children's book publishing. Let me introduce you to Karen. She is the founder and CEO of K-Pen Media and Genius Cat Books. Her mission is to give creatives and brands the flexibility and benefits of self-publishing while providing the access and advantages of traditional publishing. She mentors with individuals and large companies in all aspects of publishing, including marketing, brand building, creative and business strategy, providing publishing for all of us. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. We were talking before the show about this. uh, We see this momentum building, uh, this idea of putting the tools in the hands of the creators to go out and create and make businesses and make products, everything from YouTube to Kickstarter, uh, all of these ways that uh, that creators can have more control of the things that they create. And uh, that's exactly what you're doing. And it's very, very exciting to talk about that today. I always start with the same question first. How did you come to be involved in the publishing industry? (laughs) This should be an easy answer, but it's not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Never is, right? So, um, you know, uh, about 10, 11 years ago, um, I had started off my career as a finance attorney. Uh, Not the right match for me, not creative (laughs) at all. So... um, I had left that job and was trying to kind of figure out what to do. And I played a little in internet marketing and building um, websites. And I used to just tell my children stories at night, right? I used to just tell them stories. And then, you know, my my three-year-old kid was like, write them down. I was like, cool, I'm going to write them down. And then I got the idea. I'm like, I wonder if, uh, you know, I can use internet marketing. Like I sell legal services to sell books. And I just kind of tried. I self-published a book. Uh, It was based on a book I told my kids, a story for my kids, and I self-published it and it did really well. It landed number one of all children's books on Amazon um, and not for very long, but briefly. And it just kind of opened the world of possibility to me to see that, hey, maybe I can actually tell stories, not just to my kids, but to other people's kids as well. And that was just kind of the entering wedge for me. Amazing. So this, this idea of taking these storytelling times with your kids and, and I do the same, you know, sometimes my kids can't get to sleep. So let's make up a story and just come up with, with something out of the top of our heads and, and deliver that story. And, and sometimes my son will say, that was a really good story, dad. That's like the best feeling in in the world (laughs) to get that. But then to, you know, to turn that into a business, it it worked for you. You found a way to help it work for other people. Um, So, so let's talk about that. The traditional challenges of publishing. um, What are those? What, what has been the hurdles? What have been the barriers in publishing that really have not allowed creators full access to create something and build it out to benefit themselves? 
Well, it's really interesting to me because I'm, I really believe that there's the right publishing path for everybody, depending on what your goals and your resources and your proclivity is based on, you know, a number of factors. So for me, I started in self-publishing when I was working, I ended up, I landed at a toy company, Jazzwares for a number of years. And while I was there, I was too busy to self-publish. So I ended up with now I have four traditionally published books. So, and I'm also now an agent uh, for select brands and celebrity clients and selling their books. So I have kind of the full picture of what each path entails. And for me, the reason why I started Cape and Media is because traditional publishing is really slow, right? It is now 2022. If you're selling in a title, you're looking at a publication date in at least 2024, not counting the months it takes you to find an agent, the months it takes the agent to sell the manuscript. It is a really long process. And for me, with a background in the toy industry and brand building and just kind of other forms of content that you're able to serve people when they want them at a cadence, when they're really into your stuff, you know, people don't want to wait a year, two years for your next book. It's really hard to build a brand in a series at that pace. And I'm just not the most patient person. So <laughs> for me, it was like, okay, I, I can't, you know, I can't wait these like two plus years. And just for people who don't have an agent, you know, the year it takes to find the agent. To me, the real hurdle is time. Plus, nowadays, you know, as an author, you're expected to do a lot of the marketing yourself anyway. So if you have any type of marketing savvy, you're selling that book, you're driving that book. What traditional publishing is giving you is an advance. You don't have to spend any of your own money. Operations, uh, you don't have to figure out how to print a book in China. And distribution, they're getting you in stores. So for me, I'm like, if I can figure out operations and distribution, I do my own marketing anyway, I'd be able to build brands, create content, publish books at my own terms, at my own speed and keep more of the money. So for me, it made sense. Yeah. Putting all those puzzle pieces together and the printing technology is there. We do a lot of work with Ingram and Ingram Express here, here in Nashville and their print on demand technology is just phenomenal. You could print one book for, you know, a little more expensive of a price, but the technology is there to print and collate and create hardback books, soft back books, they, they do it all. And so um, just working with them has kind of exposed me to the speed uh, of, of printing and publishing uh, that, that the technology allows us. And so you've put those pieces together, um, operations and distribution. Let's talk about distribution for a second. This is the idea of getting your book out into as many outlets as possible. What are some of the nuances of that? And, and what are some of the ways that you're helping the people you work with um, to distribute uh, their books in the right retail locations, online retailers, et cetera? Right. So it's interesting you meant, mentioned Ingram because, you know, Ingram or Amazon, you could easily do print on demand for 
soft cover and hardcover books. And some people, that's their whole publishing strategy because they don't want to incur upfront costs or inventory. However, in that case, you're not going to be in Barnes and Noble. You're not going to be in the independent bookstores, the libraries, the Walmarts, the Targets. So um, if you're looking for true traditional distribution, meaning the opportunity to be wherever books are sold, then you need a distributor. Now, in order to get a distributor, you just can't be like, oh, hey, I have a book, like sell it. You know, you have to have a publishing program. They have to, you have to be able to show that you're going to be producing X number of titles a year. They, they're looking for a certain, you know, minimum cash flow to be able to tap into their companies and their systems to make it worth their while. So you have to build it as a business versus just publishing like one or two or three books. So um, what I do is I have that distribution relationship. And for me, then knowing that a lot of authors don't or have that business savvy or are not interested in that part of the business, they just want to create, it's kind of allowing them to tap into what I've already created, like being the business back end to their creative. So they still just create the book, whether it's writing, you know, author, author, illustrator, and then using the system I've created to be able to have the access that they otherwise wouldn't get and offset print in China, which in order to make a profit, if you're selling at retail, you need to do. It really begs the question when you're creating a book, you want to create something that's going to be long lasting, well read. You want people to be affected by what you write. And the, the question is, what makes a good children's book? And that is a that's a very big question. But I, I see books that come and go and they, they fall away over time. And then there are some children's books that were written in the 1900s and we're still reading them, right? I mean, books like Goodnight Moon have been around just forever and they're endearing and every generation buys into them. Uh, what's your opinion? What makes a good children's book? <laughs> I wish I could like, <laughs> like it'd be one of those things. Like if I knew I'd have way more money than I do now, uh, like <laughs> if I could <laughs> Pick the books that are the winners. Well, you know, sometimes it's like you don't know, right? Even any brand that launches, even a toy, a book, whatever it is, you you look to check the boxes, but you kind of never know how anyone's going to react to it or it's going to take off or, or, or what life it's going to take on its own. Like to me, I always, my kind of company motto is laugh and learn. So I lean towards books that are entertaining to children because children like to be entertained. They like to laugh and have fun and imaginative. And I like the learning element to it. And then there's the heartfelt ones that, you know, tug on your heartstrings. And then there are ones that have really important messages. Sometimes I think just for new books and brands, it's how many eyes you can get in front of, how many people, you know, you can write the best book in the universe, but if no one sees it, it doesn't really matter, right? So nowadays, the challenge is to getting people to be aware of your book and building that fan base and on and on. Um, from back in the day, you know, who knows why a particular book just becomes beloved and stays in everyone's heart for all time. I mean, I read Goodnight Moon to my kids, too. So I don't have quite the answer to that. 
<laughs> no, I think that's great. And I do think to, to some degree it's an opinion. It is uh, it can be a lightning strike that just uh, that just happens. But no, I think it's I think it's a good answer. And I think the answer is ongoing. I think that that answer changes. Yeah, you've had some successes. Uh, Mary has a little donkey. Nobody likes mermaids. Uh, there's some books there that uh, that are really beloved. Tell us about publishing those, pitching those taking them around, reading them, no doubt, to audiences. Um, what's that been like? I mean, I, to me, the best is just being able to connect with the kids and having them like laugh and get something for the book from the book. So that's really all, all it's about for me with children's publishing. Um, I have a lot, a lot of ideas, which is another reason why traditional publishing wasn't quite my path because I'm very prolific. But, you know, not all ideas work. Like some just land better than others. And sometimes I think, oh, this one is so going to be so good. And then it's, you know, met to a lukewarm response. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> it's just... Um, for me, the test is the kids. If the kids love it, then I think I've done a good job. That's it. That's it. That's that same you know, going back to, um, you know, my son at the end of the day. Dad, that was a good story. That's all I need. That yeah. is all I need. It makes makes my day. And there is a ton to learn in, in publishing. And so one of the things that you are developing is um, a series of educational resources, uh, essentially a publishing boot camp. Uh, what kind of topics will you cover in that? What is it important for my listeners to know? Uh, imagine, you know, burgeoning, inventive uh, people that want to tell a story, have a children's book in their in their mind. What are some of the first steps that they need to take? And, and then beyond that, what kind of education can you provide? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like step one is always talking to someone and, and kind of putting together a quiz and, and a journey that people can figure this out without a one-on-one -on -one conversation. But figuring out what the right publishing path is for you. Is it self-publishing based on print on demand? Is it traditional publishing? Is it some sort of hybrid hybrid like I offer? Or are you just looking for, you know, a book for your kids or your family? So there's there are different considerations for each one, pros and cons for each one. And I think the most successful authors have that conversation with themselves, have that thought process with themselves before they go on that path to publishing, because you could start walking in direction, but you want to make sure it's the right direction, right? The right direction for you and for your books and for your goals and for your resources. So that's big picture number one. From there, then it's really about, okay, if I'm going the traditional route, what do I need to find an agent? How do I write that query letter? What are the things that are going to get me the best chance to be noticed? Where should I be going? What conferences? What can I be doing? So that's the traditional path. Self-publishing, you know, then whether it's print on demand or offset printing, there are different things you need to learn and need to know for whatever direction you're taking. So my goal is to provide resources for people to, first of all, understand what the right way to go for them is and then be able to tap into resources or small mini courses to be able to learn how to walk that path. 
so Karen, I've got a, a listening audience that is just, they're brilliant. They, they're, they're inventive. Uh, many are inventors themselves. They have an idea. Uh, but for people that want to publish a book for the first time, I think it can be a daunting challenge putting themselves out there, building up that courage to go out and share their story with the world. Is there any advice that you can give people in that position that, you know, they think they're ready. They, they think, think they have a story, but they're a little hesitant to put it out there because the feedback uh, might not be so great. This, these are not your children, right? Yeah. They, they, they may not say this is the best story ever. Um, what about what about those people? Once you do put it out there, like obviously before you do put it out there, professional editing, like, do, do you know, put out the best you possibly can. That's that's number one. But once it's out in the world, like. I cried when I got my first bad review. Literally cried. <laughs> I was like sure. devastated. Sure. I like put my heart in the book. I'm like, how could they say that? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And now, like, you know, a lot of bad reviews later, I'm a little bit over it. But I think what helped me is like, there's so many people in the world for a million people who like me, there are going to be a million people who don't. Who am I going to pay attention to? The ones that do or the ones that don't? You kind of have to understand that there's such a wide range of opinions and there are going to be people who don't like your stuff as much as there are people who do. So focus on the people who do. Focus on your craft. Focus on sharing what matters to you and growing in your craft. And I think eventually you will kind of get a thicker skin to some of the people who you know, might not be your biggest fans, but that's okay. Not everybody likes everything. That's great. Who are you going to listen to? That is a fantastic takeaway uh, from that. Uh, Beyond helping individuals uh, publish books and tell stories, you have a brand incubator program that's really, really interesting. And you work with some really big names. Um, How does that differ from the work that you do with potential publishers? Um, What kind of stories are are they trying to tell? And how does that sort of take on a different life of its own? You're helping them to build a brand rather than just maybe a, a series of books. Right. So again, background in the toy industry, um, I I was vice president of the brand incubator program at Jazzwares for a number of years, then vice president of marketing over there. Like I really was immersed in marketing in terms of brand storytelling. And for me, my sweet spot is the story, the actual the actual storytelling aspect of it, of that brand and what drives that brand and what are the values of that brand. And a lot of times brands start in publishing. Brands can start anywhere, but brands start, a lot of brands start in publishing or need that storytelling aspect to bring their brand to the next level. And, you know, companies or individuals come to me at all different spots in that brand journey. There's no, you know, wish there was brand playbook, how to make the biggest brand in the world, right? We'd all kind of do it. But it's about seeing where they are, understanding where they need to go and helping them get there in terms of whether it's how do I position my book? Like in terms of a series, what needs to be in there? Who, what partners do I need for other types of content? Is it toyetic? Like there are so many questions that you can ask to help position things the right way for growth. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and every brand is different. Those, those answers to those questions are going to be different across the board. What what age is it for? Who's your core audience? Are you speaking to mom or can you speak you know, directly to right. the child through the book? Where does it belong on the shelf of, of the bookstore? All of those questions, which really begs the question, there is so much content in the world. There are so many books published. And, and I, you know, I was in Barnes and Noble the other day and just kind of looking around, taking a deep breath and look at look at all of these books. And it's just a small snippet of what exists on the planet. But this store is packed with stories that people wanted to tell. And, uh, and, and here they are. When you speak to a publisher about breaking through the chatter, making their book stand out above maybe other books, are there ways that publishers can self-market, can use technology to, to push their book out, unique ways to make them stand out in the crowd. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, marketing your book is key. It, it, there is a lot of noise. I mean, the way where we are today in terms of easily being able to share stories is both good and bad, right? Like the bar is low to be able to put something out there, but then everybody's a lot more people are doing it than they used to. So it's really hard to get seen like for consider animation, you know, used to be Saturday morning cartoons. That's it. That's all you got. Now you have the whole universe you can, you can watch. And and same with books. Now that they're self-published people, the number of books, I mean, there's like millions of books published a year. So how do you, how are you seen? And I think that's where an author platform becomes important, right? Building your audience, building your email list, building a community. That's one thing. Then there's like, you know, trade reviews and trade shows and editorial reviews and influencers and bloggers and social media. And, you know, you really have to put together a cohesive book marketing plan and then execute it against it consistently in order to be seen. And I think, you know, one of the key things for me is developing series, right? Because if you do one book, it's, someone can buy your book and if they like it, they can't buy anything else. But if you have like like four or five books in a series, they buy the first book, they like it, then they can buy book two, three, four, five. So your marketing dollars and your effort towards the series, it ends up paying off in greater ways because there's more for people to buy and you can spend more money on marketing your series. That's right. And you, you just it's a it's a snowball effect. Hopefully one story uh, bleeds into another. And I find that creatively building something out as a series is, is really good, too, because it forces you to think long term. It forces you to sort of develop the characters over over a longer period of time, which is something that we do uh, when we develop brands. Uh, exactly. We think about the characters and, and how they how they are going to grow and the relationships and the conflicts that they're going to to have and, and how to build that story over the long. Term, so I think that's just really great advice, um, and it's it's a lot, right? What you just mentioned is a, is a daunting task. But guys, Karen is here to help. So Karen, how can people reach out to you? There's some brilliant listeners out there I know that have stories that want to know the next step in creating a book of their own. How can they reach out to you, connect, and get started? 
I mean, the easiest thing to do would probably go to kpin.com, which is the website, and you can contact me through there. I'm also on LinkedIn, Karen Kilpatrick. Um, You can find me there as well. Amazing. Karen, thank you so much for taking the time, spending the time with us. Uh, Your mantra is laugh and learn, and we have most certainly done that today. So thank you again for coming on. It's been a, a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Power Kid podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Leave five stars and a written review as this helps us connect with more listeners just like you. Once you're subscribed, you'll be able to check out the other shows from Adventure Media and Events. And a big thank you to them. They are the publishers of the Toy Book, the Toy Insider, and the Pop Insider. We've got you covered on all toy industry news and events. This show is produced by Power Kid Design and Development. We are a full-service toy and game development studio serving the industry for more than 20 years. We provide illustration, branding, packaging, sculpting, prototyping, consulting, and much more. Check out PowerKidDesign.com or email me at phil at PowerKidDesign.com. Now go out and make something great. And remember, you are creative because you were created. God bless, and I'll see you next episode.